0: This is the International Sensation
1: Chris Crelly, and you are listening to Wrestling News Live exclusively on SundayNightRound.com with your hosts, Trey and JJ Seton.
2: and gentlemen, Wrestling News
3: Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair.
2: life of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wrestling News Live.
3: This is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountains, and I'm on planet Jarrett right now, listening to Wrestling News Live.
0: Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com.
4: Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday nights? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday nights with JJ Sexy at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, where JJ covers Smackdown video games and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat. so much more to the internet than porn like this
3: just like driving on an open highway yes. turning faces stars and straps and they want more that's what i'm here
4: for all my favorite songs playing the best country
0: it's
3: the absolute best in country music with the TD Top 20. The top 20 songs in all of country music. Right here on WTR with your host, The Trade Dog. Come on, DJ. <laughs> Hit me with another track.
0: Get at the party while we count them down. And check in with artists that
3: make these hits happen. Like Jason Aldean.
5: Bartending, is, I'm, I can do that. Anything you like to drink, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Crown and Seven is my specialty. <laughs>
0: and Carrie Underwood.
2: That's a an amazing, sad, and happy time in somebody's life. And the daughter's saying, it's okay,
0: Mom. You know, he's good. He treats me like he's supposed to treat me. This is what you would
2: want for me. This is a man that you would want for me. Are
0: we on the air? Yes, you are.
3: The TD Top 20 Countdown with your host The Trade Dog, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central, every Saturday night on Wild Talk Radio and the SNS Radio Network. The station with the best 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 music. Best music. I, love, I the music. love the music. Best music. Wild Talk
1: Radio. WTR.
3: J J Six A. He has amassed an incredibly large DVD library. And it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage, it would still get there. When it is raining, it is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right, you heard me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. JJ6A. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't
0: always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to Wrestling News Live. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new Wrestling News Live. And now here are your hosts, the Tray Dog, and JJ Sexy of SundayNightshowdown.com.
0: You can't see me Alright, guys, we're back right here, Wrestling News Live, the SNS Radio Network. The question in everybody's mind has to be, is it live? Or is it Memorex? I can assure you that we are streaming live, loud and proud over the internet right here on Wrestling News Live, as of right now, because I just got home from Monday Night Raw about 45 minutes ago. (laughs) Surprise!
2: Surprise!
0: Oh man, what a night, Trey. What a night.
2: Uh, Well, I'm interested to see your take on raw from being there as opposed to mine from watching it on television.
0: I'm sure we're probably going to have a similar viewpoint. Let me just say that going to a live show, uh, reading the crowd is always better at a live crowd than it is on TV. With that said, there was a lot of interesting things that happened tonight (laughs) that didn't translate well in my mind. A lot of questions, um, we kind of left unanswered, and uh, I know Murder One in the chat is saying no Bret Hart. Well, he wasn't on TV, but when the show went over, there was a special dark match main event that was advertised as a fatal four-way with Bret the Hitman Hart as the special guest referee. Now, before we go into the Raw recap, I want to kind of break this down for you. Here's what happened. Uh, Wade Barrett comes out, gets on the microphone, John Cena's music hits, And Wade Barrett gets on the microphone and says, Hold on a minute, Sunshine. I've decided to pull John Cena from the match because of his bad attitude. And so this turned into a triple threat featuring Wade Barrett, uh, Sheamus, and of course Randy Orton. And it was for the WWE Championship. About a 10 minute match went pretty good with both Barrett and Sheamus beating up on Randy Orton. Uh, The finish came when uh, Barrett was thrown out of the ring. Uh, Sheamus went for, I can't, uh, he hit the Irish curse on Orton, went for his finish. Orton, uh, ducked the bro kick, hit an RKO, and of course, pinned Sheamus for the win. This, of course, brought out the Nexus, who jumped in the ring and attacked Randy Orton, uh, led by Wade Barrett. And then Brett the Hitman Hart came in and helped get rid of all the Nexus members, uh, with the exception of of Wendy, who, uh, was hit with an RKO by Randy Orton. And at that point, he was getting ready to hit another RKO, uh, you know, via the stalking RKO. And he stopped in mid-animation, stood up, pointed to Brett the Hitman Hart. The crowd went ape shit crazy. The biggest pop of the night, ladies and gentlemen, was Brett Hitman Hart. Why he was not on TV tonight, I have no fucking idea. I thought it was a waste. Uh, because that crowd, that was the loudest pop in that arena. I mean, Cena had a good ovation. Orton did pretty well. People were really behind the big show tonight. But as soon as Bret Hart's music hit and Bret Hart walked out there, the fucking crowd went nuts. You could literally feel the arena rumbling underneath you. Uh, Of course, he points to Bret the Hitman Hart. What does Bret do? He comes in, puts the sharpshooter on Heath Slater, and that was the end of the night. That's how they finished the show for the people in attendance. Lame. Why was he not on TV?
2: Maybe they had to pay him more to put him on TV.
0: Well, he was advertised to be on TV, though. I mean, that that was the whole purpose of this. Uh, from what I understood, him coming to Calgary, the, the whole WWE Raw coming to Calgary was going to be, you know, focus on Bret Hart. Um, in my opinion, I would have utilized him as soon as Tilo stole the general manager's laptop. <laughs> I would have had him come out later in the night. You know, and say, you know, I just got off the phone with the Raw general manager and I'm running the show tonight. And I would have put some sort of stop to the SmackDown invasion. You know, uh, I felt like I did not go see Raw tonight. I felt like I watched an episode of SmackDown, that I was at a SmackDown show. And that's good and bad. I mean, I understand they have to set up for bragging rights on pay-per-view this weekend. But at the same time, uh, you completely neutered Raw tonight.
2: Well, and I, I, I felt like I watched two different shows because the way the first show, the way it started out, I was really on the edge of my seat interested. And then after they cleared the ring and they went to their first commercial break and came back, they were somebody else.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if you go back and you watch the way they got cleared, you know, the, the Raw team runs in the ring, takes it to Team SmackDown.
2: Then they powder, they get out of the ring, we'll save it for Sunday. It was Big Show says, "Okay, you want us out of the ring? We'll do it your way. We'll get out of the ring, but you're gonna have to fight me one on one." And I thought, "Okay, here's what we're gonna get tonight. We're gonna get a bunch of singles matches between the Raw guys and the SmackDown guys. All that buzz they generated off the beginning of the show with the invasion of the SmackDown guys went right down the toilet with that first break. There wasn't even another. There wasn't any buzz off the fact that. I mean, even the general manager got a pop. Yes, he did. Yep." the anonymous fucking general manager got a pop because Teddy Long was in his ring, and he kept saying, get out of my ring, get out of my ring. And you were about to see him lay down the law, and Teddy Long unplugged him and walked off with him.
0: And just fucking stole it. You know, just fucking and, stole and it.
2: Th- that was the end of it. There wasn't any repercussion. There wasn't any nothing.
0: Now, now see, I, I obviously did not have the benefit of the commentary that was going on between, obviously, uh, Uh, Jerry the King Lawler, Michael Cole, and uh, of course Teddy Long. When they were, you know, after he basically disconnected the the computer, I have no idea what was said because uh, I'm actually, as we're speaking right now, recording uh, Monday Night Raw. But I don't know what was said. I don't know how that came across on TV. But to me, Teddy Long just walks up, basically punks out Michael Cole. He's like, "I'm taking a computer, bitch. What you gonna do about it?" I mean, that happened. Where was the rest of
2: it? They mentioned it a couple more times briefly throughout the night that the computer was gone because of Teddy Long. That was it.
0: I just I, I, I didn't understand the concept here. I didn't know where they were going with this. Why was the rest of the Raw roster not coming to the aid of, uh, of Team Raw when it was just the six SmackDown guys? I, that, to me, just blew me away. And the trend continued. I thought the stuff they did tonight with, uh, with Nexus and Cena was fantastic. I really like the build they're going with this. I like that Barrett is basically making him his indentured servant. The fact that he sent him to go get a glass of water and then threw it in his face was priceless. Mm -hmm. You know, I think this is really heating up. There's a lot of people in the chat room that disagree and think the Nexus angle is awful. I completely disagree with that statement. The way this is going, I think it's going to go for a while. It's the
2: only thing on Raw worth watching.
0: Exactly. If I were booking this, I'm telling you, Wade Barrett would walk away the champion on Sunday oh, be- yeah,
6: hands, be- yeah.
0: because, because of interference from Cena, who has to do it, and then you drag this thing out to, say, the Rumble and have him lose the title at the Rumble thanks to John Cena finally getting fed up with the bullshit and finding some way of costing Barrett the title, and it culminates in a match between Barrett and Cena at WrestleMania. That's how I would book this, completely.
2: I would have to agree with you.
0: I don't think that there needs to be a John Cena heel turn. That's what everybody's expecting but I don't think you really need it at this point. Uh-oh. Well, at least your computer didn't get stolen.
2: I have an email here from the raw general manager. If I could have your attention, please. Hey, help. I've been stolen, and nobody has come to get me. The show is over. What the fuck? Dot, dot, dot. See, they still don't know where he is. <laughs> My best guess is he's in the back seat of the Cadillac somewhere.
0: Probably. I don't know, man. I, I just.
2: He's Hold back. on. Seriously, this isn't funny. The show's been over for an hour and a half. I, I don't know what to tell him. If the Raw guys aren't interested in finding him, why should we?
0: Well, that's a good point, Trey.
2: I can't say that I disagree with that statement. I mean. <sighs> All right. What now? I know JJ is in Canada. I know he was at the show. Please help me. <laughs> Look, dude, I don't know what to tell you. If if your own roster won't go find you, I'm not gonna make one of the one of the hosts of this show go track your ass down. You should have booked yourself out of this storyline a long time ago.
0: Well, if the raw general manager had booked me some really good seats tonight, I probably would have helped his ass out.
2: I mean, shit. What do you expect?
0: What's in it for me, man? I don't know. I I just, honestly, I didn't think it was a horrible show, but I didn't feel like it was a great show.
2: This just did the Raw General Manager. No, JJ, you're wrong. It was a horrible show, and next time, I apologize. I will get you better seats.
0: All right, we can talk business then. You know, I mean, they did a good job, in my opinion, of cementing... Uh, the, 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 the future split up of the Hart dynasty. And those guys, let me tell you, considering that 99% of the people in the arena were probably Hart family members, popped big time for the Hart dynasty. And I thought they did a good job yeah. tonight. I thought they did a good job, uh, basically putting together that they're going to split this team up. You know, with Tyson Kidd walking away, uh, and, and rightfully so, as, as DH Smith, you know, tried to get the win on his own uh when tyson was was ready to hit the heart attack and 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 pin who was it drew mcintyre i i mean i i thought it was ridiculous the way they that, that was played out but i thought that both uh you know tyson and and dh smith did a fantastic job selling it the back and forth between natalia and and tyson was fantastic so i mean on that aspect and, and the crowd was bewildered but i mean again
2: i almost you know, i i almost i'm, I almost, uh, mm, I'm torn here If these weren't your boys in real life, if you didn't know them like you do, I would drop some breaking news on you. But You you might already know.
0: All right, drop some breaking news on me.
2: When they were in Tulsa for Raw, and I didn't go because I had to work, but when they were in Tulsa for Raw, my old roommate has his own bar in Tulsa, and he called me at like 4 o'clock in the morning.
0: I remember you telling me something about this. You didn't go all the way in detail, but you did mention it before.
2: Yeah, he calls me and says, You're never gonna guess who just left my bar and I said who? And he said the British Bulldog's son and he called him by his real name. And I said, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I said, He's one of the tag team champions right now. He's got uh you know, he goes by D H Smith. And he goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he is an awesome guy. What a neat guy to sit and talk to. And I guess they sat and talked for hours. And apparently D H told my my old roommate that when they drop these tag team belts and his contract comes up, he's not re signing with the WWE that he's going to MMA.
0: Now see, I can believe that. Knowing Harry Smith the way that I, I have in the past. And knowing some, you know, certain things about uh some of the things that he's done and some of the issues that have happened to him since he's been in the the WWE that I can't really speak on the air about, I can believe that. I absolutely 100% can believe that. But I don't think he's going to fare well in MMA, and he's too much of a pretty boy to be in MMA. So I don't know how that's going to work out for him, but we'll see. if that.
2: But that's what he said. He said that he only wanted to do one run in the WWE just to say he did it as a legacy to his father. But his heart's in mixed martial arts, and that's where he's going as soon as his contract is up. We'll we'll see how it works for him. So.
0: Um, I will say this. Um, There were a couple of of matches for superstars that were taped before Raw tonight. And we saw a tag team contest between Kozlov and Santino Marella taking on the uh, tandem of the Usos with Tamina. This was a very good match back and forth. Uh, with Kozlov basically getting the crap kicked out of him by the Usos and not making uh, very many tags to Santino. When Santino got the hot tag, though, he did pull things off with the Cobra thanks to, uh, I think, Jimmy Uso kicked Jay by accident because Santino moved out of the way. And, uh, of course, he hits the Cobra on, I think, Jimmy Uso and gets the win. So that was a good match. And we also saw... Uh, William Regal taking on uh, Darren Young, the black John Cena. A very short match, but a decent match. And, of course, Regal got the win with the the knee to the head, the knee trembler.
2: I just can't believe that we're sitting here in 2010. Raw just went off the air. And they're a week out from a major pay-per-view bragging rights. And the only storyline going throughout the show tonight, because once Bragging Rights is over, this whole team versus team bullshit will be done. Oh, yeah, absolutely it will. It'll be flushed in the toilet. The only storyline going on through an entire two-hour Raw is John Cena and the Nexus.
0: I agree. That is the only major story. And it's funny. I wish I had the video clip for this. Um, I want to thank Latino718 for sending me um, a clip from YouTube On my Facebook page earlier today. It's basically a you shoot video with uh, Kevin Nash and and, uh, Sean Waltman. And, uh, you know, they get kind of emotional talking about, you know, Sean's drug use. But at one point in the video, uh, Kevin Nash starts talking about the fact that back when Vince was, you know, uh, booking the company, he and Pat Patterson would literally have uh, six months to a year's worth of. things booked for the future. And he's like, I can remember asking Vince, you know, what was going on with my character? He goes, Oh, well, let's look at what you're going to do at SummerSlam. And this was like earlier in the summer or, uh, maybe it was the year before. And Vince would have a detailed plan for how things went. Now it's like, you know, seat of the pants booking. You have one storyline that's getting a lot of play and many broken storylines that they either forget about after a week or kind of carry on. Uh, you know, I, I just, I don't understand the concept here. Uh, you know, as far as going back to the show tonight, things that I did think were pretty cool. Um, at one point, Vicky Guerrero, when she got a lot of heat when she came out, believe me, okay. that crowd went absolutely apeshit when Vicky came out.
4: Excuse uh, me.
0: Uh it was it was pretty awesome. Just ahead. And you know, the the cool thing about it though was I was sitting exactly almost behind the entrance way. I mean, I was literally I had, I had a shitty seat. I was literally I couldn't see the stage. So when guys were standing on the stage when Team Raul was standing on the stage, I could not see them. And they were not up on the Tron above the ring. I could not see them. I could hear them talking, but I could not see them. Um, when the Pyro went off a couple times tonight, I think I just finally got my hearing back. I was that close to the Pyro. Did you shard him? <laughs> no, I didn't shard him.
2: Not one time you didn't shard him when the pop?
0: No, because okay. because I knew they were coming. Okay. Now, the kid next to me, I think he might have sharded.
2: I remember when Kane came out one, we were in the. Uh... We were either in Oklahoma City for Raw or Tulsa, or Tulsa for Raw, Oklahoma City for the pay-per-view, something. I don't remember one or the other. But Kane come out to wrestle Big Show, and when his shit popped, I thought J.S.K. was going to punch an old lady. <laughs> you know, and
0: I, I was surprised to see that uh, the kid from Role Models and the kid that's at Knucklehead was the guest uh, you know, host tonight, and he's also the kid that does the PSP commercials, Marcus. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Marcus is here. Wow. Big name value. They weren't even promoting this kid, but, you know, what the hell. And they're really trying to promote the shit out of Knucklehead.
2: He got more TV time than Brett.
0: Oh, he did. I mean, they are really pushing this Knucklehead movie hard.
2: It's going to be funny.
0: I hope so, because it looks lame on the trailers. Oh, shit.
2: I think it's going to be funny as hell.
0: I hope so, because I think it looks like shit on, on the fucking trailers.
2: Oh, well, I guess that's just my humor, because I, I, I think it's going to be funny as hell.
0: I'm almost afraid the funniest parts they've shown on the trailers already.
2: But then again, I liked Legendary.
0: Still haven't seen it, so I can't comment. Uh, you know, we talked with Nick earlier on today about MVP, and I could just see the look of disgust on MVP's face tonight when he was one of the first two or three guys eliminated from the Battle Royal. Yep. He's walking up the rampway, and the people in the front row on the entrance ramp are, are talking to him and trying to get him to stop. And he actually did stop and, you know, posed for a picture. But you could just tell the disgust on his face. It was like, yeah, I'm here. I'm going to get in the ring for two minutes. Jump out. Go to the back.
2: ballin',
0: jobin', More like it. I, I just, I feel bad for him. I really do.
2: I do, too. I really do.
0: I mean, he deserves a lot better than that. I'm sorry.
2: I mean... If the NFL can let Michael Vick come back and make doggy fucking jerseys with his name on it, then fucking MVP should be okay to wrestle. I would agree. Isn't that the ultimate slap in the face? Pretty much. NFL.com was selling dog jerseys with Michael Vick's last name on them and number. That would be like a single model wearing a Charles Manson t-shirt to bed. Yeah, I hear you, buddy. You know, or letting a pedophile get out of jail and teach Sunday school or uh, daycare.
0: I would agree. Now, I, I will say this. I was impressed with Goldust tonight. I thought he did a good job. He got a great ovation when he came out, too. I don't know if it was because it was Goldust or because he had Oxana beside him.
2: All right. SES Warriors trying to say the MVP wasn't there. I would take my co-host's word over years seeing as how he was at the arena.
0: Uh, JTG was there, but so was MVP. And since I saw him with my own two eyes, pretty sure he was there. But thanks for coming out. You might not have seen him on TV, but he was there. Yeah,
2: you might not have seen him on TV.
0: Just saying. Now, uh,
2: when I hear about Goldust got engaged, what?
0: Oh, isn't that a storyline thing? got to engage Toxana?
2: I guess. So that she can stay in the country? Yeah. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> At least it gives Goldust, or you know, some some TV time. Well, exactly.
0: Um, but I'll be real honest, man. I think Goldust has been fantastic in the ring. Uh, I think that he's really getting a good push yeah. right now. Uh, I'm loving the fact he's working with DiBiase because I think this is going to be a good way to help Ted DiBiase get over. I love the fact that he's carrying that uh, that million dollar belt around, and Ted tried to get it back tonight, and it fell through the cracks. Didn't happen for him.
6: And uh,
0: what was your take on Dolph Ziggler's know. promo on Vicky Guerrero tonight?
2: My take?
0: Because I can tell you, the live crowd in Calgary couldn't believe he said, you know, look at Vicky Guerrero. She's beautiful. She's intelligent, blah, blah, blah. And she's with me. Somebody said,
2: yeah, you can have her. Well,. I'll tell you this much: They're getting ready to start this bizarre love triangle between him and Vicky and what's her name,
0: Caitlin. Yeah, they've already started that. They've they've been like in the process Caitlin, of that.
2: Caitlin is stupid fucking sexy.
0: Yeah, she's got she is sexy, but goddamn, she's got some strong thighs. You seen those legs?
2: I don't give a fuck.
0: I mean, not not that I would mind.
2: I mean, dude, sh- sh- her face just begs to be painted.
0: I hear you, buddy. I hear you.
2: And that little fucking uh, chick that's gonna win it all. What's her name? Is it AJ?
0: Um, I would be I would be more surprised if Naomi or I. I you know, I don't even keep up with the show, but I hear there's
2: that's Tankass ain't gonna win it. Well, I,
0: I've I've heard that uh, that Naomi's done really well, and there's another one that's done good. I, like
2: AJ, I, AJ is just so fucking cute. She just oh, I almost want to just take her home and put her on top. Of, Cause she's there whenever I want her.
0: You know, I'm literally watching this show right now as it's on, and they're showing Team SmackDown getting in the ring and all the SmackDown superstars. And how in the fuck would I get JTG and MVP confused? I mean, seriously, how the fuck does that happen?
2: Well, and my thing is, did you look at the two teams tonight? I did. I I said it before, but goddamn, that's like the fucking Yankees and the Pirates. And and then I see that Vince has released this statement where he wants to make SmackDown the number one show. Well, you're on your way because you're going to make Raw look like a bunch of fucking Special Olympic kids by the time it's all over with.
0: Well, and here's the thing. If that is the case and he wants to do that, then more power to him. You know, make SmackDown a popular show. Do that. But I got news for you. Team Raw is bringing the Bragging Rights trophy home Sunday night. They have to, because they have been punked out on their own show. It's an elimination match this year, thank God. Last year it was not. I just don't understand the need for bragging rights when we have Survivor Series.
2: I agree with you, but I don't see anybody on Team Raw beating the Big Show. Uh, the only on Team Raw that I see beating the Big Show or Edge would be Sheamus or Miz, and neither one. Of the, and I don't see that happening.
0: I don't know. I think I think it, I think it's gonna happen.
2: I think Team SmackDown takes this title home.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. I think Team Raw has to win it just for I'm the fact of preservation. You know, they lost last year to SmackDown. Uh big Zeke looked great Forget tonight. Why they lost. Zeke looked good tonight. I mean his in ring, his, in-ring, his in-ring wasn't great. Uh there were a couple of really botched spots, but the guy looks in phenomenal shape. I'm glad to see him back uh with the company. And uh, you know, I, I think that having Zeke on Team Raw and a guy like Sheamus, those, those are your two powerhouses in the group. Yes. Yeah, I
2: forgot about Zeke. You know, you These
0: got CM Punk is on the team. I mean, you've got a really good team. The only, the only one on the team Raw that to me is the weak link is Hold Santino Marella.
2: See, but I'm just not real big on CM Punk. I know that they've pushed him to be a superstar, but I just don't see him beating Big Show. I know he has. I just just don't see him as being that big a deal. I really don't. I never have. He's the one guy I don't get in wrestling.
0: I think he's one of the best heels in the business.
2: Well, that that doesn't mean you're a badass just because you talk well.
0: No, but, I mean, he does better than talk. I mean, look at what he did to fucking Evan Bourne last week.
2: Well, goddamn, who hasn't butt-fucked Evan Bourne lately? Well,
0: but still, that's Evan Bourne's job is to put people over. It looked like a million bucks fucking getting destroyed by CM Punk.
2: But he did. Yeah, CM Punk fucked him up.
0: You know, CM Punk's like one of those guys that goes to prison for the first time and he's got to go in there and fucking make a statement and do something that people are going to talk about. And he did that shit with, with, uh, Evan Bourne. So don't, don't discount him. I think CM Punk's going to be a big I, player I just, on the brand.
2: I, I just don't care much for CM Punk, I guess. I don't know.
0: No, and that's a fair statement. He's, uh, he's an acquired taste.
2: I don't like Santino. I mean, Santino should be on WWE programming as a host of some kind.
0: Although I will say this, if he was to hit the Cobra, Cobra on uh, <laughs> every time he does that, I just feel like saying Cobra. Uh, every, every, you know, every time he hits that Cobra, see, every
2: time he says it, I think that.
0: No, well, that's the whole point. It's funny as hell.
2: So I don't scream. I just go Cobra.
0: I just would love to see him hit the Cobra on fucking Big Show and then Big Show no sell it. I think it would be awesome. I
2: hope they were going to, you know, with that extra raw spot they had, I was hoping they were going to wait and make that a big fucking deal. You know what I mean? Not just go, oh, by the way, here's Zeke. Y'all seen Zeke? Y'all met Zeke? Go. Cool. All right, yeah, he's my guy. He's number seven. Why? Oh, just because I picked him. I told them that's who I wanted. That's who I got. He's not doing nothing this weekend.
0: Well, apparently they had talked about putting Mark Henry on the team, and that kind of fizzled through. He was at Raw tonight, but you know, I think his brother had a stroke or something or a heart yes. attack, and his brother has young children, so he's been taking a little bit of time off from the company to try and help his family out. And he Bring was there Kool-Aid tonight. The Do what now?
2: He was spreading Kool-Aid around the world.
0: Pretty much. He was there tonight you know, and not really used any great capacity. He was in the Battle Royal. He didn't last long. Um, so, I guess I, the the problems don't are still ongoing. It would have
2: been a lot neater to, or a lot cooler to have had, you know, the t- Team Raw come out and Big Show say something like, but Miz, there's only six of you and there's seven of us. And yeah. Miz say, well, by the end of tonight, we're all going to find out who my mystery number seven guy is and stretch it out and make something happen, you know. I hear you. I mean, I mean, would be, I mean I, the, I, that would be a great place to put Triple H. You know, how far away is he now? Uh,
0: I I don't even know he's coming back at this point. Um, let me let me actually uh, he, retract my.
2: Sit there and tell me that they're going to let him go out of the business at the hands of Sheamus.
0: Well, no, but he's taking more time off. Let me yeah. retract my statement. I want to thank Krelly for sending me this message. Um, basically, it looks like uh, from what I was just talking about, Mark Henry's brother is actually in a coma.
2: So. Sucks, man. Thoughts and prayers go out to Mark Henry and his family.
0: Actually, Crelly might be wrong, too, because then he says Zeke has been looking after the kids until he's awoken. We're not talking about Zeke, Crelly. We're talking about Mark Henry. So I don't know if you're actually correct in what you just sent me or not. So disregard. It's
2: like kids probably in a goddamn coma. <laughs>
0: Fuck. I don't know, man.
2: Crelly, is your mom on the computer? Because you know anybody can sign in and send you a message on his account you'd think it was Crelly. No, that's true. Now. Maybe she needs to call in.
0: Actually, he's apologizing. He's asleep. He is talking about Mark Henry.
2: We we, we haven't heard from Miss Krelly in a while.
0: Well, that that actually requires Krelly to be on the line for that to happen. So, um, let's let's kind of move on. There's one segment I want to talk about really quick. Dolph Ziggler, Vicky Guerrero come down. Dolph doesn't wrestle a match tonight, but Daniel Bryan comes down. Dolph is money. Dolph is money. I am a big Dolph Ziggler fan.
2: A big Dolph Ziggler fan.
0: But just on the whole of people in professional wrestling that are wrestling fans that don't know who Daniel Bryan is, and this is the prime example. Sitting in my seats, and this fat fuck comes up the stairs, Mm. and Daniel Bryan gets in the ring, he's cutting a promo, talking to Dolph Ziggler, and this guy looks at the security chick. He says, who the fuck is that? And I thought, well, there's the reason Daniel Bryan just doesn't get any love, because nobody seems to know who he is. And then walked his fat ass up the stairs and ate his armful of stuff. And the security chick looked at him and said, I don't know. And I thought, man, that's awesome that you guys don't know who the fuck Daniel Bryan is. Even though he's been on TV for, I don't know, every week for about the last couple of months. See, what happened was,
2: you got a security chick who does not watch wrestling. She's employed by the people that own the arena, not the McMahons. Correct. But then you got a person who came with a friend because he had an extra ticket, but watches wrestling but doesn't watch it religiously.
0: I don't think the guy came to watch wrestling. I think the guy came to eat a, whole, a shitload of things. I'm telling you, man, this dude had fucking armloads of shit.
2: Well, then, hey, there you go. He doesn't watch wrestling. He just he knows the names of the superstars, and he eats a lot. Believe me, if I wanted to eat a lot, I wouldn't
0: go to a fucking venue like the uh, like the Saddle Dome and pay Let's four dollars. For a fucking, uh, I I got a Coke Zero when I got there, and I paid four bucks for it. Didn't even get the bottle. They fucking poured it in a in a cup with no ice, and wasted about half the shit as it was fizzing over. And I paid four bucks for that, and I thought to
2: myself, "You got to be fucking shit me." Well, at least you don't drink beer like me. It was a t- usually a ten dollar beer. Yeah, no shit. Twelve dollars, sir. Twelve dollars, bitch. I can get a whole fucking twelve pack for that. Pass blue ribbon. But at any rate. Again, me PBR, but bitch.
0: <laughs> so Daniel Bryan comes out.
2: Go to bed, you foreign fucker.
0: And <laughs> yeah, bye, Crelly. Daniel Bryan comes out, gets in the ring, cuts a promo on Dolph Ziggler, saying that you know, how about it, bragging rights? The U.S. champ takes on the Intercontinental champion. Now, I would have loved for this to be a unification match, but that's obviously not where they're going just yet. Uh, hopefully, well, no. Daniel Bryan makes Dolph Ziggler tap out. But it's that should be a good match. Both those guys. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, very athletic. Daniel Bryan is great for what he does. Very good submission wrestler. And I'm looking forward to that match at, at Bragging Rights. But I thought that was a good I, way to, to kind of incorporate I'm
2: forward more. Forward those. I'm looking more forward to that than I am the main event mm-hmm. right now.
0: I hear you. I think it, it has potential to steal the show. <laughs> I'm just, I'm looking at the show right now and I completely forgot about Hornswoggle getting on commentary. Of course, I didn't get to hear it, but. <laughs> you didn't uh,
2: hear much of it on TV.
0: There was, uh, there was. Well, it was shortly thereafter when they were in a commercial break that Hornswoggle had taken the SmackDown flag and was standing right there in that position behind the announce table and was like flinging it in front of the people that were there, like he was fighting them, which was hilarious. His interaction with the crowd tonight was was priceless. Oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. But. I don't know, man. Overall, when they made that one-on-one match of Battle Royal, I mean, the crowd popped, and I thought it was cool. But they do this every year for bragging rights. Every year they have a big Battle Royal between the brands at some yeah. point, and it just very impromptu. I felt the show was a little messy tonight.
2: Did you feel like being in Canada that it was awfully ironic that this, the trophy looked like the Stanley Cup?
0: Well, I think that was, yeah. I, it, it did look a lot like the Stanley Cup. I'm not a big hockey fan, but, yeah, it, it does look a lot like that.
2: Okay, I just want to make sure that I wasn't the only one that thought that. No,
0: no, I, and I think that's that's the funny part about it, um, that it does look a lot like, you know, uh, the Stanley Cup.
2: Have they been in New York? when did it look like, the Major League Baseball World Series trophy? Uh
0: well, probably still would look like the Stanley Cup. So these so are the, the New York Rangers there, so I mean, you know. Uh, what is my take on Tyler Rex, according to Saber? Uh... You know, that that's one that kind of hit me from nowhere. Tyler Rex is kind of like Santino Morella, the weak link of that team. So maybe that's why they have Tyler Rex as opposed to Santino on the Raw team. Because you got to have one guy that's probably going to be the first one eliminated. I can't see Tyler Rex doing a great job in that. I mean, Tyler Rex is a kid that's been with the company for a couple years now and was mainly on ECW and then did superstars for a while. And I'd rather have
2: him than Santino.
0: Well, I mean, I agree. But I would have rather had Caval than Tyler Rex. Well, yeah. You know, maybe they do something this week where, you know, that gets reversed. And why are they promoting Randy Orton going to SmackDown after he got the shit kicked out of him tonight? That makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's like, yeah, let's just send the guy that we just beat the fuck out of to SmackDown to contend with all these guys. When he was the one that took the brunt of the punishment tonight. I just, I I really felt like the booking was shit tonight. I really did. I mean... Not utilizing Bret Hart was ridiculous. Like I said, why could you not have had Bret Hart come out and say, I just got off the phone with the general manager of Raw, and he's given me power tonight, and run the, the SmackDown guys out of the building? I mean, that should have happened. He would have got the biggest pop of the night, which he did after the show, and it would have worked out tremendously. But instead, you let Team SmackDown completely rape Raw tonight, and it was it was awful. But rape. You know, and then there was some confusion as to if Edge had been eliminated or not because Jack Swagger got eliminated by Edge. Swagger and then Swagger locked no on Eagle. I was so pissed about that dude. As soon as Swagger came out, I'm like, "Where's the fucking
2: Eagle?" I heard, "Yeah, check one two. And I thought, "Oh, here comes the Swagger Thorn Eagle." Nope. Just Swagger soaring with his arms out. I was so fucking mad about that. <laughs> Uh, another email from the Raw General Manager. Dear Trey and JJ, the show has been over for hours now, and nobody has come to find me. All I can smell are hot wings and exhaust fumes. Please help. JJ, I know you're in Canadia. I'm sorry for the shitty seats. Now well, There you go.
0: I'm willing to bet the fat guy with all the food probably has the laptop right now.
2: I'm thinking so. I'm thinking that the fat guy stole the laptop and put it in the trunk of his car with whatever food he had left over.
0: It's probable he's probably got hot wing shit all over the keyboard now.
2: man, It's
0: too bad we can't interact with the general manager. I'd love to know if his if his uh his keys are sticky with you know hot sauce, but I'm sure he'll let us know in a second when he when he hits back in, but you know
2: <laughs> oh, here we go. JJ, that's a good idea. However, you have to understand I have been in the care of one Michael Cole. My keys were sticky already. Oh, come on.
3: <laughs> oh, prom pum pump.
2: Come on oh, now. I didn't c I could have gone all night without that. Tip your waitress, people. Tip your waitress. He'll be here all week. Show is different than the seven thirty show, try to feel. That's right. Wow.
3: Oh.
0: I don't know, man. Like like I said, the, the crowd was hyped for a lot of things. They were dead for certain things. Uh if I had to give this show a letter grade, I think I would probably give it a C plus because no, 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 let me change that. I'll go with a B. Because I didn't think it was a horrible show. There are a couple well, of things uh, I really liked. I really liked the Nexus Cena setup. You're I really, high. I'm not high. I'm not high. I really liked the Heart Dynasty breakup that they're teasing you know what, I'm going with a B. Just a flat B. Not a B plus, not a B-, minus, just a flat fucking B. I think that this Sunday, it will make more sense the way they did this. I think Raw is going to be the ultimate victor here since SmackDown won the trophy last year, since uh, they were pretty much punked out on their own show tonight. I think it's it's they're going to get their due. They're going to have that Stanley Cup next Monday night on Raw. I thought it set up nicely for that, but I really felt like there should have been some sort of um, some somebody should have stepped in and taken that general manager role, even though he was disconnected and the laptop was stolen. Somebody should have stepped in and done something. I, I felt like Teddy Long and SmackDown completely just overran the show, and I didn't think it was right. But you know, I, I'll give it a B.
2: Well, I don't know what to do. I I want to give the first show an A because the first segment was like a totally different show, but I'm going to give the whole show a total of the sea because i was just more entertained by looking for you in the crowd than i was anything i saw on tv tonight i mean i just there's barely any storyline as to why half of these guys are even fighting in the first place you know i I just don't understand I, i to come out of tonight with only one thing really making any sense and that's the nexus with cena You know, I don't know. I just, I thought for a go-home show, they really dropped the ball tonight.
0: Well, like I said, as far as it making sense from the fact that you've got all these SmackDown guys who've been in feuds with each other, like Ray and Alberto Del Rio.
2: Yeah.
0: See, I set you up. You you didn't take it. Alberto Del Rio. There you go. Uh, Guys like Alberto Del Rio and Ray Mysterio, who hate each other's guts, they're on the same team, but it's all about their bragging rights for their brand SmackDown. I mean, on that aspect, it makes perfect sense. The guys on Raw, none of them really like each other. Nobody likes The Miz. And the crowd in Canada hated The Miz tonight. He got no love whatsoever. And they even had, I don't know how much it was shown on TV, but probably during the commercial break when they were setting up um, for the Battle Royal, they literally had the microphone going back and forth to both teams where Edge was cutting a promo and talking shit to The Miz, and The Miz was talking shit, and then the other guys from Raw would start talking shit. You know, And they were filling that time while there was a commercial break. I don't know if any of that translated to TV at all or if it was on TV. But, I mean, there was some funny stuff said. You know, there was a great... there big, was
2: Big you know, Pimp in the chat room wants to know if I grade Raw and Impact the same way. Yeah, I do. I grade on entertainment, storylines, and relevancy. True that. And that's how I grade every wrestling program.
0: And I will say this. Natalia got a huge pop when she came out. I don't know... She, you, Pops in her chest. Well, she did have two big pops in her chest, but I don't know, again, how this translated to TV. But after that segment with Dolph Ziggler and, uh, and Daniel Bryan, where she was, or Vicky Guerrero was doused with glitter, the ring crew took forever getting that shit cleaned up out of the ring. Natalia had actually made her entrance. I don't know if she was even, had an interest on TV, but they were still in the ring cleaning that thing when Natalia was standing in the ring, standing on the turnbuckles. I You know, I have to go back and watch, but I don't know if they had captured that or not. And then Lay came out, and whether you like Michelle McCool or Layla, I will give them total credit because they know how to work a crowd.
2: Oh, they are total bitches, but they do it so well.
0: They are awesome, and and there's two They're things.
2: They're so good at being bad, it makes them sexy.
0: There's two things. I've lived in Calgary for four years. I am an American. I am not Canadian. He is a real American. God, that's going to be Song of the Night tonight. Fuck it. You know what? I've lived in Canada for four years. Unlike Alberto Del Rio, Who's never lived in Canada. Right. Um, there are two things that are the easiest thing in the world to do that will get you straight up heat in Calgary. The first one is talking shit about the Hart family. And the second one is talking about Edmonton, and, and they did a good job of doing both tonight. They really did a good job getting the crowd to hate their guts, and you know, props to them. I think I think Layla is a much better worker in the ring than Michelle McCool, and I think she's a
2: much better talker
0: on the mic than than Michelle McCool.
2: Oh, see, I don't. I think it's exactly the opposite. I think Michelle McCool's better in the ring and on the mic. I think she's better on commentary than Layla, but I think cutting a promo, Layla's awesome. Oh, I don't know. She's so good at being such a bitch.
0: Well, she is. And there was a segment that that wasn't on TV tonight that was during the commercial break. Josh Matthews came out.
2: Oh, really? Josh Matthews? No Alberto Del Rio?
0: No Alberto Del Rio. Josh Matthews came out, and basically they did this, uh, they played the Tesla sign song, and they basically Mm -hmm. panned through all the signs in the crowd and put them up on the big Titantron. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was some great Great signs in the crowd, stuff like, and this one got the biggest ovation. Michael Cole is a tool. <laughs> that one worked out really well. The one that got the most heat was "Go Oilers, Go." Ooh, <laughs>
6: that was that was a
0: good one. One guy had a sign that said, "I am the Raw General Manager," and it had an arrow pointing up and a uh, a circle where he could put his head. <laughs> so, I mean, there was some really good stuff tonight.
2: Says you got to have a membership card to get inside.
0: But, you know, and maybe I'm just biased because I really enjoyed the live aspect of the show, with the exception of the long ass commercial breaks. I really enjoyed the atmosphere. Like those people were, were pretty See, pumped off. That's
2: why I was hoping whatever I gave it, you'd give it a grade higher because the atmosphere has to be at least a grade.
0: You know, DJ says he was hoping for a W and L sign. Where I was, you probably couldn't have seen the sign. They would have taken it away from him. They, 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 took, they would've
2: Adam took his and they took them all away from him.
0: Yeah. They they won't let you have any kind of uh Anything with W and L. I mean I would have maybe had something like J J sex A is Raw and they probably would have taken like that away.
2: Us. So but clap, clap clap, clap, They don't like us. Clap, 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 clap. We're just too big of a juggernaut. You know what blew me away was hearing mean Gene say that he listened to the Kurt Angle interview. He did. I was like, Get the hell out of here. No,
0: he did. When when I set the interview up with him and, and we discussed things, uh I basically sent him the link to Kurt Angle and he said, Yeah, I'll listen to it and he he told me it was great. He loved it. It's one of the reasons we had Mean Gene on for an hour.
2: Woo, Mean Gene. Woo, woo, woo.
0: Or as uh as the Iron Sheik used to call him, Jin Mean. Jin Min. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, like I said, I give it a B. Trey's giving it a, a C. What? C solid. C solid. C C. C C. So that's, that's raw, man. That's that's I mean, how it was. I
2: would have given it a complete demon. It had Alberto Del Rio on there.
0: Yeah, he was pretty awesome tonight. No car entrance, though. To no. Unfortunately, no car entrance. That would have been cool.
2: but i had to wait until Friday's unplugged to say Alberto Del Rio. That's right.
0: And they're going to be in Edmonton. So hopefully and somebody has a sign in the crowd there that says, Go Flames, Go. Now, how far away are you from Edmonton? Edmonton is about, I think, uh, two hours, maybe three hours away.
2: Oh, okay, never mind. I'll say you should go to it. No, fuck that. I'd have to go tomorrow. There's no way. Do I watch Entourage? I try when I can, but I don't make it a point to. And and, and I will give Justin Roberts
0: props. That kid is awesome when it comes to pumping a crowd up. He knows oh. how to work a crowd. He's a good ring announcer. I used to not like the guy, but he really impressed me tonight seeing him live.
2: Let you, he'll let you borrow his tie. He probably would
0: probably would so anyway that's that's the raw recap i was there i enjoyed myself i had who shitty seats dave i don't know who the fuck is internet dave he's in the chat room no oh, i think i know him oh he's letting me know it was three hours my bad that's what i said two or three hours so anyway with that said i think we should open up the phone lines and do some emails oh wait
2: are we getting something from the GM? although i have been kidnapped and my whereabouts is still unknown and the only clue I can give you are sticky keys. I, too, wonder who the fuck Internet Dave is. Dot, dot, dot. This is all.
0: Nice. So with that, that was our raw recap. I really enjoyed myself tonight. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show prior to uh, to us coming live on the air. It was Memorex for quite a while.
2: Are we wrapping this up? Are we taking phone calls? Or What are we doing? Oh, well, we're taking some phone calls.
0: I'm on the uh, phone lines okay. right now. 501-588-7957. We'll take a few calls. Read some emails. I know we got some in the box.
2: I got something to get off my
0: chest. Get it off your chest right now.
2: I just can't believe that it's been brought to my attention through an email, and I won't say who the person is that emailed me, but they're obviously somebody who listens to WrestleView Radio. And... I wouldn't have known this because I don't listen, but apparently it's been brought to my attention that they are now using the same email sounder that we've been using since the day it was on Monday Night Raw, and I know that they were using a different one because the guy that sent me the email sent me both of their sounders and said this is what they were playing, and now they're playing the same one you're playing. Really?
0: Doesn't doesn't surprise me, Trey.
2: I mean, you can't come up with your own goddamn time-to-read-email sounder. You have to steal the same fucking thing we're using. I mean, come on. And then there's another show out there that since I mean, it's not like, you know, I'm the most creative motherfucker in the world. But once in a while, when I come up with something funny that makes me laugh, I want to share it with the listeners. And I have always, since I saw this commercial for the very first time, and JJ can back me up on this, the first time I saw that damn Dos Equis commercial, I started calling JJ Sexy the most interesting man in the world. It's true. And then we made a promo about it. And now there's a show out there that that's how they go off the air every night. It's by doing that bit. And I'm just like, are you serious? Really? Wow. Originality.
0: Well, when when you're on top of the internet wrestling world with the best radio show out there, of course, people are going to steal your ideas and run with it and try to make it their own. And that's well, I mean, fine. Uh, you know what, Trey? I consider it a compliment. Keep stealing our stuff. We're well, the originators the here.
2: What is originally, that fucking sounder that they were using for emails was the one that I found of George Carlin to begin with. And then when we left the show, they went to something else, and then I stopped listening. But according to this email, since the general manager sounder has come out, they were using a variation of that. But we have been using the same one since it came out, a Jericho yelling, of course you've got an idiot email, just or email idiot, just read it.
0: And I have, we have not only used that for this show, but I have used it for every show on the SNS radio network since the time it came out on Raw.
2: Yeah, like the night it came out on Raw, we had it that night and debuted it. And now they're using it as their email sounder. And I'm just like, man, I know that I worked with you motherfuckers. You're, you're more creative than that. Come up with your own shit. You know, you, you get pissed off. And you're like, oh, don't call us out. Don't say shit about us. Well, be fucking original. Your whole show format is still a copy of this goddamn show anyway. And now you're still in the fucking email sounder? Shit, come on. You're charging people to listen. Come up with something creative for their fucking dollar. Come
0: on, shit. Like I said, Trey, it doesn't bother me anymore because it's a compliment that we're obviously uh, on top of the food chain. If they want to steal our stuff, that just means we've got the best stuff out there. It's just so,
2: annoying as hell. I
0: know it is, but continue to steal from us, please. Song of oh, the Night did, was your you idea. any of
2: those sounders that we had, even though I'm the one that made the goddamn you're listening to WrestleView Radio sounder that they're still fucking using to this day. I love how Song of the
0: Night was originally your idea.
2: Yeah, it was my idea.
0: And now every show in the world has Song of the Night. But again, uh, it, it is what it is, man. Like, I mean, seriously, we don't even need to draw attention to it. Let let them fucking fail, dude.
2: Come on, dude. Just take ten minutes out of your fucking day and come up with your own goddamn material. You know, what? What's next? Am I going to start doing audio tributes to fucking J.J. Sexay every night?
0: Please don't, because I don't want this every to become...
2: Monday night, from here on out, we're going to have a tribute to J.J. Sexay.
0: Please don't, because I don't need any homoeroticity on this show.
2: I mean, really, come up with something on your own just once. Come up with a format that's not anything that I've had anything to do with. Come out with a fucking sounder that's not something that I've already had something to do with. You know? just, I, I just It blows me away. It, it doesn't take long to come up with something creatively if you just put your mind to it. I agree. No, no, it's, it's easier to steal what somebody else is doing, because if it's working for them, by God, it'll work for us. Like I said, nobody
0: can go back and say that we stole it from them because we were, we were the ones that originated doing it. So, again, I don't care. I don't listen to their shit. I don't plop down $5 of my money. I don't care. I don't care what they're doing. I don't. I could give two shits what they're doing. I'm focused I don't care on what they're doing. I just would rather them do something on their own. No, I hear you, Trey. But there's no sense in getting worked up over it because, again, I'll take it as a compliment. Thank you for ripping my shit off. It just means that you listen.
2: I didn't think it all tongue-kissed my butthole. Well, I don't there you give go. a shit.
0: But. Well, like I said, I, I understand why you wanted to get off your chest, and that's cool, man. Like I said, we're sitting pretty. Don't well, worry about it. But
2: it brings that to my attention, and I'm like, well, dude, I don't know what to tell you. I don't listen, so I don't know. He emails me back and goes, here's proof. You know, yeah, and, like, oh, and, and there's and there's a lot of people that listen to this show
0: that have no problem you know, paying $5 and being told that they're stupid or that their opinion doesn't matter, and that's fine. If they want to do that, I'm not going to. Do, I'm not going to like talk shit about them. That's fine. You know, the it's bottom line how is how you want The bottom line is we're free, and I guarantee you, those people that are plopping down five bucks to listen to their stuff aren't listening to them live. They're right here listening to this show, and that's fucking fact. The numbers can dictate that. I promise you. With that said, let's go to the phone lines five zero one five eight eight seven nine five seven. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this?
1: Hollywood. Hollywood
0: always up to no, no good. good.
1: Yep, yep. Wow, well, whoa, well wow. Here we are. You know, all that I gotta say, you know, if the other network, the guy who's making uh, people pay down five bucks to listen to their stuff, is that is that getting that bad? All I just say is, turnabout is fair play. If they're ripping off you, I would say rip off them.
0: There's nothing I want to rip off from them, though.
1: They're
2: already doing everything we're doing. We're just ripping ourselves off.
0: I'm you know. I'm just I'm happy with doing the better show every Monday night. And and I, I've been doing yeah. that since March first of this year. And I've never looked back.
2: I just I hear all their little pot shots and I hear all the shit they say they can make fun of me being a redneck. Well you know what, this redneck was good enough to carry you motherfuckers along for a goddamn long time. And like I said, I taught you everything you motherfuckers know, but I didn't teach you everything I know. Obviously well, so you do do it. still be ripping my shit off.
0: You know, it, it it's funny. I made the comment, what was it? As soon as the first episode of NXT hit the air on this Win- last season, I made the comment that I was looking for another show to start covering and I was probably going to start covering Ring of Honor. And I'll be goddamned if that same fucking week they didn't start covering Ring of Honor. And I was seriously considering doing that. But you know what? Because they did it, I backed off and now I'm doing SmackDown. Much better choice in my Let's opinion.
1: Go. You should still just despite them, just do some ring of Honor stuff. I'd I would still have to have some ring of Honor stuff on unplugged. That'd be great.
0: But see, Hollywood, you're missing the point. I don't need to rip them off. Because I'm original. You
1: need to rip them off. I
0: but, you, but what you're I'm saying, saying turn about you know, is fair play. I, I don't I don't need to do that. And like I said, I sleep fine at night. I'm not bitter. I don't even care.
1: Oh I know. But I'd still love to see some unplugged stuff on them. I mean some ring of Honor stuff on unplugged, that'd still be awesome.
0: Oh. Well, and who knows. I'm ring of Honor, Mark. That might happen, but Ever since March 1st, ever since January of this year, even before Wrestling News Live was even brought on this network, I've been focused on one thing, and that was to make 2010 the year of JJ Sexay and everything that we've been doing. Trey came along, and it's been me and Trey the whole fucking time. And we have busted our ass, and we have brought great interviews to you guys, and we've had an entertaining show since March 1st. And that has been something that has been consecutive, that you cannot say didn't happen. So I really don't care.
1: Well, I hear that. I hear
2: that. I, it upsets me. it just tonight. it upsets me because you know if it weren't for me, neither one of them would be doing internet radio right now. So the fact of the matter is, is that they're doing it, but now they're not only just not only are they doing it, but they're they're stealing shit that we do, and then taking pot shots at us, you know. And I'm like. Wow. Really? You know, and then I say something back and it gets all blown up like, you know, it's the end of the world. And it's not. I just think if you're going to fucking charge your people to to listen, you should cover the product. You shouldn't be so fucking negative all the time. You shouldn't tell your listeners how stupid they are for watching what you're making them pay to, to talk about, you know. Yeah. That's like saying, thanks for your $5, now shut your dick in the car door. Slam. Okay, but, we'll see you next month.
0: But, C-Trey, you, you are falling right into what they want you to do. They want you to bring them up. They want you to talk about it because they think that by doing so, people are going to flock to them to see what they have to say about it so they can not take more punk shots. Pop,
2: not. Well, I'm just saying. I, not like to I be said, told they're stupid like the fucking Antichrist for watching TNA.
0: No, I, I just I think you're you're giving them the, the publicity they want. This is a radio show that is dying for attention because they don't have many people signed up for their VIP section. And that is a fucking fact. Whether they want to admit it or not, and you're giving them publicity by talking about it. I think we should just um, move no. on.
2: I'm done. I just think, you know, if you're going to talk about how great you are all the time and tell your listeners how great you are and how stupid they are, then you should fucking come up with your own great material. Well,
0: if people are going to pay five bucks to hear that, then, you know, if they're gluttons for punishment, then that's their prerogative. But I don't care what they do. They don't affect me one way or the other.
2: They don't affect me. I just wish they'd come up with their own fucking material. I mean, shit. So do I. Hey, thanks for the money. You're an idiot for watching wrestling. Oh, but we're cool because we watch it and we tell you what is cool and what's not cool.
0: Well, I don't need the analysis of how, how to perform a drop kick, how punches don't look right. You know, the, the bottom line here, and maybe somebody should tell that guy, is that wrestling isn't the same as it was 20 years ago. It's obviously taken a different direction. And when you bitch about guys like Sheamus or any of these young guys coming up in the business and they're on, not yeah. doing those punches like Jerry Lawler or anybody else, it's because the WWE has changed their work style and they're teaching guys to work a different style. So when you're telling me the, ana- the analysis of how to kick somebody or how to punch them, obviously it's a little outdated. Grow the fuck up and evolve with the business. And I'm done.
2: Uh, Big Pippin, I'm sorry. They didn't start the Jericho Liner first. And whoever's telling you to say that, you can tell my something's tongue kiss my asshole because they're stupid.
1: Uh, anyway, anyway. How was Raw? I mean, did you, I know you got to go to the show. Was that in the, all, all fun and all that mess?
0: I had a good time. Like I said, I gave it a B. Uh, the live crowd was awesome. Um, you know, I mean, they, if they didn't like something, they let you know. And uh, you know, I I was surprised oh, that okay, so Canada, yeah, Canada is is bizarre land.
2: I so, thought Raw was.
0: I hear you, but we can agree to disagree. I, I was fine with it. I liked yeah.
2: it. I had a whole lot more fun if I was there. I'm sure.
0: Oh yeah.
1: It's been a long time since I've been to WWE event. The last time it was like 2003. And it was a house show. That was a long time ago. And that was, but it was a good show. after way way, for even for a house show.
2: I used to go quite a bit back a few years ago, back when JSK was still alive. We went one year. We went to, shit, several TNA shows, several WWE shows, a WWE Raw, a WWE SmackDown. We went to a pay-per-view. There was one year I even went to a Nitro and a Thunder. Tell
1: That's how <laughs> I mean, about where I live? You know, I only get to like see Raw if, if Raw ever comes. Like what? Once, once about every two years.
2: Well, you'd think they'd come around Oklahoma more often, but they don't. So, true that. Well, Hollywood. Is there anything else, brother?
1: Yeah, uh, a little bit. I like. Being, uh, I been working on the E-Fed a little bit. I got to mention that new theme you gave me. Like, I wanted to say it for a little bit, kind of forget about it. I'm a little, you know, absent minded. But a new theme for you gave me, the Billy Gun theme.
0: Yeah, the one Billy Gun. And speaking of which, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not. I didn't post anything, but I did actually put the latest episode of the E Fed up. So.
1: Yeah. I'm probably gonna check my my YouTube thing because I got that uh, set, set so when like you yeah. post something new, it's right on there. So I'll go check my suggestions
0: <laughs> and go look. I'm I'm a few weeks late because obviously I had a mass exodus of oh, people. Yeah,
1: you get logged lot going on recently. So and
0: and there might there might be more leaving as soon as I get SmackDown versus Raw, you know, 2011 because uh it looks like I'm going to be revamping a lot of stuff and I'm not going to have as big a roster as I've had in the past. I really want to focus on maybe you know, 25 to 30 people. And that's, that's really all I really want to work on because I've got just too much going on with, um, with everything. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that you. works. But yeah, the oh, newest yeah, episode I'm is here. up.
1: I'm not going nowhere. So.
0: All right, man. Well, thanks for giving us a call, brother.
1: Yeah. You, you guys take care and enjoy the rest of your night.
0: All right, man. Sounds good. I, so so I, we'll take a couple more calls before we kind of wrap things up, read emails and get the fuck out of here. Email. Cause we, we are seriously doing an extended show tonight, but, uh, I mean, that's cool. So the phone lines are open 501-588-7957. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email to be read on the air live tonight, feel free to do so at wnlshow at com, and I'll get to those here momentarily. You got nothing, Trey?
2: I'm just thinking to myself. I don't want to say what I'm thinking, so just go over the emails <laughs> and the phone calls.
0: Wow, I'm almost feeling like you should just fucking type in what you want to fucking say. Wow.
2: Trey, getting getting some, some brutality here, man. You're grumpy. No, I just I, I just don't want to be pissed off, and I don't want to say anything else, so let's just go. Oh, hold on a second.
0: I'm getting a phone call in here. It's
2: probably the fucking foreign kid. Actually, no, he's gone to college.
0: Good. It's not the fucking foreign kid. Well, he college. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? I just
4: don't want to be pissed Hello, it's, off. It's, Hello, uh, it's me, Walkie. How you guys doing?
0: We're good, man. Pickle Prince of Chicago. There we go. God, I- I'm hearing myself in the background, man. What the hell's going oh, on, Walkie? Fix,
4: fix, fix. Got it, sorry. Had to shut down the player. Somehow, it. Somehow, during a call, if I have something playing on the computer, it somehow reads through. So, apologies, gang.
0: That happens, brother. It happens. What's on your mind?
4: Well, a, a couple things that I wanted to bring up, but I, I wanted to br- first bring up. This is going to be quick. That, and I know you guys said you- you're done with, but, you know, you guys mentioned earlier about that thing and all that, though. You know the thing is, is you know one wh- wh- one of the pain in the ass qualities of internet wrestling radio that I had to do when I w- was host of one was the fact that when people talk shit about you and you end up kind of talking back, it almost ends up into a big stupid war. So in your guys' situation, and I think you know JJ, you'll agree with me on this. The biggest thing to do is to really always keep ahead, look ahead. Let the people say or steal what they want because you guys are where you guys are at. You worked your ass off for the entire year. So, really, there ain't no point to really mentioning other people and all that. You know, if they want to steal shit, fine, let them. You know, originators are, are, being original on internet wrestling radio is probably the biggest pain in the ass of it, in, in the world. Because everyone wants to steal everything that you want to do.
0: Well, I hear you, man. So, I, I, I'm with you. Like I said, you know i I don't care to bring them up, and you know I know Trey wanted to get that off his chest, and you know I I support what he said because he's right in a lot of it. But I just think if we mention them on air, we're playing to what they want. They're hurting so bad right now that they need the attention.
6: Well, uh, I,
4: you know, I will I honestly, with me, you know, I don't got I'll have a problem with any of them, but I don't agree with a lot of things that they say. You know. But that's just, that's just, fr- that's just wanted to say that. because never first agree with that, anything we say. What?
2: So you don't ever agree with anything we say.
4: Well, that makes me, that makes me a uh, an opinionated guy.
2: Well, if you agree <laughs> with us, if you don't agree with them, why the hell do you listen?
4: Because I like listening to you guys.
2: Okay. Just curious. Just don't,
0: don't go conceive any babies to our voices, okay?
2: I <laughs>
4: No, that's been done before that's uh, don't we don't want to bear to repeat that again, and all that no shit but um what no shit uh but another thing I wanted to read up that I heard earlier um when I heard the news about the whole tough enough thing, you know well one thing two things kind of came up to my head when I first heard about it. um the first one yeah i I think bringing back tough enough would be a good idea. And I, I, that's the aspect of what it was, and I think it would probably be su- it would probably be successful if they do it in that way, even in the PG era. I think it would be successful. But the second thing kind of made me a little bit upset, you know. Now I'm not trying to bring up a started argument, you know, like I've done here before. But it's funny is that USA Network would want to have a second WWE show, which. Tough enough would probably be get, you know, moderate to good ratings and all that, but still would pass up on the opportunity to not have SmackDown on their network instead. In would be the most logical, better choice instead of going to the other sci-fi network. But we're not going to get into that argument.
2: You want to know so, why that is? Mm. Because they don't want a program that competes with their top program. They don't want the same thing twice.
4: That don't make no sense.
2: It makes plenty of sense. They don't want two set. They don't want two programs of wrestling. Tough Enough will have wrestling on it to an extent, but it's a completely different show, and it's only one hour a week. SmackDown is identical to Raw in every way, but the colors. It is also a two-hour live show or a two-hour show. Does that make any sense to you?
4: To me, to me, the only thing that the only thing it is is just another wrestling show. And all if right. usa you, and if USA wants to could, wants to have you know like, to keep getting good, better ratings and all that, then why not have more WWE and the conglomerates on all that I mean you guys yeah guys to look at the ratings from last week's uh, Smackdown you know it's not up to WWE, it's not up to raw so it really doesn't make any difference. But I I just want to get my thoughts off on that. It's just it's it's a win kind of a win situation for tough enough. But to me, if they're going to add more WWE, then the better business decision would to get SmackDown. So that's just kind of how I feel on that. So um, that's about it. So I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, let you guys go. And uh, I'm probably just going to go ahead and go to bed. So I'll talk to you guys later.
0: All right, Walkie. Have a good night, man. Alright, with well, that said, that was Walkie. Let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this?
5: Did I miss the Prince of
0: Pickletown? You missed the Prince of Pickletown.
5: Ah, oh, too bad. Yeah, it's, uh, one step, it's one step closer to dashing. How are you guys tonight?
0: I'm so bad. Uh, you know what? I'm feeling good, but you know, I, I recently did start using bottled water to brush my teeth, so I'm feeling one step closer to dashing as well.
5: Well, we all have a goal to achieve, don't we?
0: We do. Have you stopped uh, shaving your legs? <laughs>
5: Well, I haven't done that yet. Not at all. Okay. So how many uh how many rows were garbage bagged there, JJ? At the saddle dome tonight?
0: How many rows were garbage bagged? Uh believe yeah, it or sections, not. I believe guess. it or not, the the house was pretty packed. I think over on the hard cam side they had a lot of stuff, you know, uh canvassed off, but uh, I would say a good a good almost three fourths were I mean just packed solid full of people from the floor to the to the higher levels. I mean they I think they had a pretty good attendance tonight. I, I that was the first time I've ever been to the Saddle Dome, to be honest. Oh, okay. So, well, I, yeah,
5: it's uh, when when I went to Raw back in August of 2009, it was, it there were plenty of seats up in the second, uh, in the second level. So obviously they they drew a, little, a few more fans because it was a go home show. It was the the build up to bragging rights, and and obviously did have all the Raw and SmackDown wrestlers, and apparently that's what they're gonna do to build up. <coughs> the pay-per-view this this friday or well on on tv but tomorrow night in edmonton as well and apparently that's a sellout already so it tomorrow uh smackdown should be pretty much exactly what raw was tonight well
2: they you know, found out that jj was gonna be there and they were like oh that dude from wrestling News live and they stuck him in a porta potty in like the hundred throw
0: yeah exactly i'm yeah, sorry you didn't have yeah I, I had shitty seats i'm still trying to get the funk of the uh you know the majority of the hart family members that were there off off my clothes <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, could just
0: did, did harmony go with you tonight no man she's in vancouver i went but believe it or not oh, okay. my my oldest daughter dakota did go but she did not go with me she went with her uh, her friend and so we didn't sit in, in, in the same spot obviously she had actually better tickets than i did cuz she bought hers uh, in, in advance uh, I just picked up a ticket over the weekend. But, uh, yeah, my, my seats were not great, but uh, I, I could see everything fine. I just couldn't see the stage. I was literally close enough to the pyro that I could literally feel my face burning off. So, uh, Oh, my God. Yeah. Good, Good thing there. No shit.
5: Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I was unable to attend, but uh, I, I just kind of jumped into the show here a couple hours ago. Did you guys start with me and Jing?
0: No, no, we, we actually did about an hour and a half pre-tape tonight. Actually, a little over an hour and a half pre-tape. Yeah. So for the people that thought the show was live when you first started, gotcha, it wasn't.
5: <laughs> yeah, because... Uh,
0: but we, we had I don't such know, good I production. Thought... We had such good production that people actually did think we were live. So that's, that's yeah. pretty good.
5: Well, I got a, a chance to get an advanced listen of the Mean Gene interview, and that was fantastic. Like you guys said, it's the same thing with Kurt Angle. It's not like you're having an interview, you're just having a conversation.
0: Yeah, we don't do interviews on this show.
5: No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dog, maybe you guys talked about it earlier, but I was wondering what you thought of 65 minutes of impact before uh, an actual wrestling match that, that meant something took place. You
2: know, if it was like this every week, I'd <laughs> be pissed. But considering what they needed to do to, I mean, get all these changes into place. They had to break it all down before they could before they could build it back up, right? And I, I mean, I was I was entertained. I, I was you know I was entertained for the entire two hours. Would it would it have helped to have had more wrestling? To some people, yes. To me, I knew what they were doing. They're trying to establish a new direction, and I thought they did a great job of that. So a it really people, wasn't me at all.
5: Yeah, a lot of people argue that. That they did it in exactly the, the correct format. They introduced Abyss, they introduced Jarrett, they introduced Hardy, they had Sting and, and Nash turn them down, but that they could have done everything in half the time.
2: Well, you know what? Then those people need to get off their ass and go get jobs in the wrestling business if they know so much.
5: Yeah, I completely agree with you.
2: You know, um, I mean, I seriously, I mean, if, at the end of the day, you know, for what they needed to do and the, the two hours of TV they have a week, see, you people don't understand. They don't have fourteen fucking shows on during the week. They got one. TNA fucking impact. That's it. Now they got three hours a week. To get everything done in a, in a three hour period. You know, I thought they did exactly what they needed to do. You know, could they have had some more wrestling? Yeah. Could've Yeah, I don't know
5: Yeah, I know don't know I mean? if I would have had Sorry, I don't know if I would have had the the Terra Medicine Rain title change immediately after like forty-five minutes of nothing, of nobody wrestling.
2: Well, I would have maybe it.
5: had to oh. maybe push that back one segment or something.
2: This is why I'm sick of wrestling because everybody's a goddamn Booker nowadays, and I'm just tired of it. I mean, just I'm to the point now where I don't even want to be around it. Uh, I, I'm that tired of fighting the fight. To be honest with you.
5: Well, I mean that that but was the only a, one little it's tiny a thing I show.
2: Had it's a two-hour show. It was what it was they accomplished what they needed to accomplish you know by putting the right people in power now and throwing dixie and her husband out nash and sting walked out dixie said why aren't you going to stay and help me why should we you didn't believe us when we tried to help you the first time fuck off and they left you know exactly they did everything they needed to do now next week we'll be back to business if it's not well, exactly. then i'll say hey this this new format sucks i don't like it
5: yeah, and they've got another show to build up to in just three weeks' time on November seventh. I think is their next is their next pay per view uh, turning point. So they don't have a lot of time to waste here in uh, with their impact tapings earlier this or last week, I should say. They don't have a lot of time to waste at all, do they?
2: I, I I'm not a big fan of the whole laying down for the women's division title, but you know what? It was it worked out well to bring Mickey James in. She said what she needed to say. You know, she got the fans behind her telling the She thought it was a disgrace, you know, a spit in the face of the world of wrestling and people who have titles all over the world, and she's right. So now let's see what happens. happens.
5: Well, and speaking of women's matches, um, guys, it it was amazing to me how big of a reaction Natalia got and how zero of a reaction Alicia Fox got because Alicia was the, the entrance that was actually on television and Natalia wasn't.
0: Well, and there's a reason for that, Dave. The reason yeah. that her entrance was not on, because they were seriously cleaning the ring. I don't know if they took an extended commercial break, but they were seriously cleaning that ring out because glitter was all over the place.
5: Yeah, exactly. And uh, I have to I have to admit, I didn't know Brian Danielson knew those kind of dance moves.
0: Yeah, he was quite funny in that role, uh, especially when he did the splits and then hurt his groin, and the, the divas were all over him. I, I thought that was that was perfect. I thought it was good. I mean, good for Daniel Bryan.
2: What did he say? I, I don't have the looks of a movie star. I'm, I'm ugly or something. I, I don't remember what it was he said, but it made me laugh.
0: He said, I'm not a ladies' man, but I bet you I could do better than Vicky.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and the crowd went apeshit over that. I thought it was great. but uh,
5: yeah. And Natalia will give Michelle a, a great match here on Sunday night.
0: Well, here's the here's hoping that she takes that belt on Sunday. If she doesn't this month then maybe next month, but uh, I'm pulling for her. Then again, I right. guess I'm biased.
5: Well, we'll uh, we'll look ahead to the flagship on uh, Sunday night showdown for uh, for our coverage of bragging rights as uh, as the crew reunites at Casa de la Sexy for uh, another another round of SNS.
0: Well, keep in mind, Dave, that actually Wrestling News Live is the flagship of this network.
5: Then shouldn't it be the WNL Radio Network? <laughs>
2: I guess technically they both are, so it doesn't really matter.
0: Well, considering that the the, the name of the website is Sunday Night Showdown, it just made sense to make it the SNS Radio Network.
2: Right. Right. Well. Because originally we weren't going to be a network.
0: No, we weren't. It just kind of happened that way. This was not planned.
2: of
5: Misfit Shows, as I recall. Right. All right. Well, for every vote for W&L for the Wrestling Radio Awards, throw in two for SNS, and we'll we'll see how the totals uh, work themselves out.
2: Congratulations, Dave! You've been on the phone long enough; you made my arm go to sleep.
5: Okay, guys, I'll let you go. Thanks very much. <laughs> All right, Dave. We'll
0: talk to you later.
2: Dave, we love you, buddy.
5: Absolutely. Catch you later. Someone's
0: See you soon,
2: son, brother.
5: See ya.
0: All right. So, uh, like
2: Dave, I do like him. I think he's a cool guy.
0: Well, like I said, to quote Stone Cold Steve Austin, "I like you. Not a lot, but I like
2: you. I like ya. you. Yeah,
0: that's some good shit. I actually watched the Jericho uh, DVD, the story for it last night. The bio." Yeah. It's almost two hours long. And what a great story they told. Jericho is fucking awesome in that thing. I definitely recommend picking that DVD up. It is on my list to pick it up. It's good, it's really good. So, with that said, I think it's time we hit some emails, pay some bills, and get the fuck out of here. your attention please of course you have
3: an email you idiot
0: just read it apparently that's our that's our ripped off email sounder Um, this one comes to us from Phil Trey Dog and JJ my boys my boys it appears that skanky Jersey chick who I would fuck anyway can do what Kurt Angle Sting Hulk Hogan Jeff Jarrett Rob Van Dam Jeff Hardy AJ Styles Abyss Ric Flair Pac-Man Jones, A.J. Brzezinski, etc., have yet to do. She brought TNA a huge dose of mainstream exposure. Apparently, JWoww and her TNA experience made the cover of Entertainment Weekly along with the feature story. JWoww herself actually had a lot of positive comments about her experience, stating she could see herself doing something like that again, which only sheds more of a positive light upon TNA. While this may only be a brief shot in the arm for TNA... It could bring a few more casual viewers along for the ride in the long run. While some may criticize how much she was paid, you guys were right when you stated that this could have been a good thing for TNA. Now the only thing we can hope for is that TNA doesn't find some way to screw this up. Keep up the great work, philo P.S. P.S., JWoww does have an amazing rack, but man, I can't be the only one who wants to power slam Snooki's thick booty and I don't mean in a wrestling sense.
2: <laughs> I don't know about the snooky thing, but I'm telling you, that Jay is a sexy motherfucker. She's a sexy beast. Uh, I mean, she is. She is a hot son of a bitch.
0: I will say this. As far as what she has been able to do for TNA Wrestling, I agree. She what did was bring. rating? Uh, I, I don't have that in front of me. I, I do know that it did bring in a lot. I mean, the publicity from Entertainment Weekly alone was good for them.
2: Oh man, she was all over Entertainment Weekly. Uh, she was on uh, oh two or three of those kind of shows. She was all over TMZ. You know, I mean that that fifteen thousand was well spent, people. The
0: only problem though that I had with it is that that show literally went head to head with Impact. So to me, that's that's kind of stupid. You're you're getting exposure from your from your competition. You know, I mean, I. I don't know. It just it boggles the mind sometimes, the, the way TNA does things. I mean, sure, 15,000, they got Entertainment Weekly, they got other mainstream publicity, but to go up against the show, I, I don't know. I, I just thought it was pretty stupid, but we'll see, see how it, it plays from. out. We'll see how it plays out.
2: Yeah, I see where you're coming from.
0: Um, let's see. We've got another email to read here. This one is called Stupidity.
2: Oh, it's probably for me.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, JJ and Trey. I'm the Triggs from the UK, and I've been listening to Wrestling News Live since the relaunch at the beginning of March this year. I'm a diehard, and I've been taking—I've taken a huge interest in the SNS radio network. I'll get the thank yous out of the way before I run wild. So I wanted to start by saying a huge thank you to the both of you, and to Krelly and to Walkie, Nick Paglino, and the rest of the SNS family for the incredible shows that you guys put on on a regular basis and your great conversations. Listening to the various shows on your network are highlights of my week. I would go into my mental state. I have bipolar disorder, and say how much you guys have helped me get through some of the very dark times within my life, but that would sound gay, so I just shall say thank you again. Now, I have noticed an increasingly concerning trend for wrestling fans to become overly, I won't say negative because it's overused, unfortunately, so instead, I shall say disillusioned with the various wrestling products that are being showcased in all four corners of the world. The most prolific of these naysayers are the TNA haters, headed by Mark Madden, who is a pedantric, pontificating, pretentious bastard, a belligerent old fart, a worthless steaming pile of cow shit. Figuratively speaking, of course, I have no idea how these TNA haters can even think for a second they can even be considered part of the IWC they aren't even fans of the product so how can they be a part of the community I would also like to take this time to admit that I was once one of these fools I would hate on the product without giving it a chance I thought of it as a second-rate WCW which is not how it should be viewed people should take time to view objectively and then decide I took off this negative crap to watch without prejudice TNA's Hard Justice of 2009 the second I witnessed the Steel Asylum match I was hooked and I fell in love with the excitement that exudes from the product. Why? Because it treats its demographic, 18 to 30 males, as wrestling fans should be treated. Exactly. Like 10-year-olds watching Saturday morning cartoons, but on their peer level. Not the level that WWE does, which is still awesome, but in a different way. However, I won't waste any more time on the negativity towards TNA, because there are more alarming issues at hand. Recently, I've become more aware of a hive of scum and villainy far greater. Wrestling fans that cause themselves to hate the very product that they love, and then slay and vilify the product. Let me explain what I mean. If you're a fan of wrestling, you'll watch Raw, possibly SmackDown, and maybe even TNA, ROH2. If you're lucky, I watch everything wrestling, I can't get enough. Now, you'll watch these shows and you'll follow the plot lines. And ultimately, you'll be entertained. So why are these so-called fans now saying that they hate wrestling because of all the spoilers and backstage bells and whistles? Surely, that shouldn't even affect your enjoyment of the product. I mean, I could sit back and watch the newest Batman movie and be thoroughly entertained. I'm aware of the fact it's not real. Christian Bale isn't really Bruce Wayne. Those bad guys didn't really just get shot, and I'm also aware that he's been booked so that Batman wins. I also get to read spoilers online and the plot of the movie. However, this doesn't stop me from enjoying the final product because I'm a movie fan. This mantra of thinking would be used with pro wrestling. When we were young kids and we first discovered wrestling, we would get excited about Austin delivering a stunner to Vince, and we would almost cry with laughter when, when Rikishi began to dance. We reacted like we should, entertained. All anybody has to do now is rekindle that magic as we remembered it. This wouldn't be hard, It's just has to make us think, like TNA did when, with the they angle. As much as we don't like to say it, it's not real. It's staged. It's entertainment for young and old alike. And it's most definitely not a legitimate sport. So why does it matter that Matt Hardy's been fired or Tyler Black's having his name changed or Hogan releasing videos of him in the hospital when he's really fine? Why does it matter? Why can't I as a 21-year-old male jump up and down when the Miz wins Money in the Bank or when Edge runs in as the last entrant in the Royal Rumble? And why can't the hair stand up on my back of my neck when HBK utters, Sorry, I love you to Ric Flair. Yeah, okay. So we know that Triple H would always go over the talent like Evan Bourne. But one day Bourne could win. And that's the point. Okay, so we'll probably be able to read about it months before it happens. But then it isn't the magic in watching it unfold right in front of you, isn't it? Discuss. Thanks again, J.J. Trey and the rest of the S.N.S. family. Keep up the good work, and maybe one day I can be a Power Ranger vampire, just like Krelly, and stay up all night to chime in on the show. Now, <laughs> now, let's slap all this negativity in the face with Matt Hardy's penis and move on. Remember, I'm the Triggs, and I'm
2: awesome! Well, I don't know how awesome he is, but that email was surely awesome. It was. a Good email. I agree with everything he said. I think he's right,
0: too. We need to go back to that love of how it was when we were younger. I mean, suspension of disbelief.
2: I do that. I I swear to God, I try as hard as I can. When I watch Impact, I sit down with a bag of chips, something to drink, me and the TV, and I just try to forget that I host a radio show. Every once in a while, something will happen, and I'll go, oh, I want to remember to talk about that. But that's as far as I take it. But Everybody else reads the spoilers and goes, oh, well, we'll shit on this. We'll just, we won't even, I don't want you to bother watching it. I hear you. You know, I don't know. I, fuck them.
0: <laughs> All right, we got one more email before we wrap things up on this very extended version of Wrestling News Live tonight. Hey, guys, I missed unplugged but managed to catch the archive. I had a cold since last Wednesday, and now that's gone. I have bronchitis. Oof. Nice. Anyways, I thought last week's impact was very straight to the point due to the fact they are going in a new direction. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on Fortune aligning with Immortal because at one point, I do like it, but my gut tells me it just doesn't make sense. Maybe Trey could clear things up for me with that angle. Raw tonight was okay. My thoughts on the beginning of Raw, in which Teddy Long took the MacBook. I hope the WWE has some idea for either revealing the GM at bragging rights or bringing the MacBook to SmackDown, since I'm sure Cole will have something to say on Friday night, where do you think Teddy's abduction of the MacBook on tonight's Raw goes? And this is from Concept. Super K.
2: Super K. Um, let me tackle this TNA thing. Um, I think that Fortune siding with, um, the Immortals from the Fortune side of things. They tried to tell Dixie to get EV2 out of there, and she wouldn't listen. And she forced EV2 down our throats. So that pisses them off to where any anybody who's against Dixie is an alliance of theirs. The Immortals are there to take Dixie out of the picture and to start running the company themselves. They also know their strengths and numbers. So they work together. Um, that's pretty much the reason the two of them got together. Other than the fact that from a booking standpoint, uh, a Russo standpoint, you never saw Hogan and Flair coming as far as working together. So that was a big shocker moment.
0: And I was right last week when I said that they were going to team up with team Hogan.
2: And eventually what's going to happen is, um, whoever comes to save the day, whoever it is that comes to save the day, be it Matt Hardy, be it whatever, Matthew
3: Hardy. All caps,
2: with his grapes. Whoever comes to save the day will eventually get AJ Styles by either him being kicked out of Fortune or seeing the light. But AJ will eventually have to lead that charge. He has to. He has to be the guy. He has to be the guy that, 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 that makes things right because it is the house that A.J. built.
0: See, and that, that's that's really the problem because I can't see A.J. Styles being second fiddle to a guy like Jeff Hardy. Uh, and you know he wouldn't,
2: be. he wouldn't be because here's the thing. He would be the guy that defects, let's say, to help Kurt Angle who has talked Sting and Kevin Nash into coming back because it's going to happen. Nash is going to re-up. He's going to get another contract. It's going to happen. Sting's getting some uh, small work done on his shoulder that gives him time to be away but come back. You're going to get a, a, a version of the main event mafia sort of together to try to make things right. And they're going to end up getting AJ Styles as their main front man to help him out.
0: That sounds about right.
2: So that's that's the way I see it going. That's as far as I'm going to take it for right now anyway. I'm tired.
0: Yeah, I hear you. We've a super long show tonight. Even though we've only literally been doing this show live for an hour and 40 minutes. Correct. <laughs> Which is crazy when you think about it. I, mean, I know. I mean, it's pretty fucking crazy. So this will definitely be a long archived version of Wrestling News I Live. I would
2: like to see Matt Hardy show up and pull Jeff from the dark side of the Immortals back over to the babyface side. And basically put together a team of people to take out the immortals that involved like Chris Harris and, you know, Kurt Angle and shit like that. Baby faces that, you know, even though they're from the past would still mean something to Dixie and the overall, you know, business plan. That'd be kind of cool. I'd like that. But that's just me.
0: It would be. But I I don't see that happening. I think Matt's going to come in and be the foil for Jeff for a little while. And then eventually he'll convert Jeff.
2: Who's to say Matt doesn't come in and become the angelic Diablo?
0: Well, that's what I'm thinking. That would be exactly what he's going to do. He'll probably be uh, he'll probably be the one to beat Jeff for that championship. You know, and then it gives Matt Hardy a world title, and he can say he's been a world champion.
2: Matt goes dark. Jeff goes babyface. You don't think so?
0: No, I, I don't think they're going to utilize Matt Hardy as a heel. It's
2: Everybody's gonna expect Matt Hardy to come in and save the day and get Jeff to become a babyface again. I say they swerve it, have Matt come in and join up with him.
0: I would almost rather see Jeff Hardy be the patsy in all this, and a couple of months down the road, Realize the it. the Immortals throw him out of the fucking group.
2: Yeah,
0: and he goes back to, you know, being a face in the company, and then his brother Matt comes over, and the two of them, you know, help take on the group as the Hardy Boys. To me, that that has more legs to it than what they're I'm doing.
2: Just, I'm just telling you, be ready for the other side.
0: Oh yeah, well if Russo's booking the thing, I mean, you know, fuck Matt will come down in a fucking spaceship and do something we don't expect. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's just typical Russo booking. You know, it'll it'll happen in a fucking I reverse come down battle down in Royal. spaceship,
2: Milk a cow.
0: Yeah. Abduct something. I don't know. I, you know, you never know what to expect from Russo's booking.
2: I think what they really ought to do, and people are gonna shit on me for saying this, but I don't give a fuck. Kiss my ass. Tongue kiss my butthole, as I said earlier. I think if TNA really wanted to make a spark, you know, and really get that holy shit factor, the Immortals get rid of Jeff Hardy. They beat him and leave him for dead. This causes big brother Matt to come take care of him and make sure he's all right. Matt shows up. Lita shows up. Shannon Moore and Jesse Neal join up, and they have Team Extreme, a real Team Extreme.
0: Yeah, That'd be Cool. That could happen, my friend. That could happen. On that note, I think it's time we wrap this shit up. No, no more updates on the uh, anonymous GM tonight.
2: Um, hold on a sec. Let me make sure that I didn't turn it off. I didn't turn off my computer.
0: Oh, I we do have one, new I knew it. one. I knew it. I knew
2: it was coming. Although JJ doesn't care enough about me to come find me in his own home city, I guess that's what I get for giving him shitty seats at the show tonight. I do want to remind everybody to check out the newest edition of the E-Fed.
0: Well, thank you, GM. I appreciate that.
2: The GM's looking out for you.
0: Sorry about your keys being all sticky, but, you know, that comes from the territory. You go from Michael Cole to fat guy with wings, so I don't know, man. Yeah. Your loss is, well, somebody else's gain. Actually, I think your loss is Theodore Long's gain, but... With that said, I think we're gonna kick it over to Jsk, and uh, since I am American and I'm living in Canada, we're, we're kicking it out with some uh, with some Rick Derringer tonight. So,
2: if you get a chance to see Eastbound and Down, not this week's episode, but last week's, where Kenny Powers makes his debut in the Mexican League, he comes out wearing an American flag as a cape to this song. It cracks my shit up. I will I will check that out on YouTube. See if I can't find that. Oh, just check out Kenny Powers' Mexican debut. If I can find the link while the song's playing, I'll find it for you. All
0: right, sounds good. With that said, on behalf of the Trey Dog, I am JJ Sexay, Mr. Money on the Mic. I will see you again tomorrow night for the Causecast. Don't forget, 10 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time.
2: Oh, yeah, kind of a big show tomorrow night, right?
0: Myself, Charles Shane. We're going to be uh, talking with Brian Williams, the lead game designer for THQ. Uh, he's going to give us all the nitty-gritty on SmackDown versus Raw 2011, of course, a lot like this show, we'll be taking calls and letting you guys ask questions for Brian. Uh, and of course, you can send emails to Charles Shane as well at Charles at Cause.ws. So with that said, definitely tune in tomorrow night for the Causecast. We'll be back, or I'll be back. I think Trey's going to join me for Unplugged this Friday night, where we're going to recap the Go Home show for SmackDown on the Sci-Fi Network, talk some video games, and who else knows. And then don't forget this Sunday night, Bragging Rights, the pay-per-view. I will be there. We'll be covering it live right here on the SNS Radio Network, Sunday night showdown starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So with that said, I'm J.J., he's Trey, J.S.K., take us out of here, my friend.
2: Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that
1: participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, Peach 420,
4: kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out.